This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk. I'm your host, Jim Cromer, and I want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, had a little issue and kind of missed the, the time window on a recording with some technicalities. So here I am today uh, recording and getting it done. i uh, interested about uh, a few things here. I first off want to thank uh, the, uh, the rope trainer, uh, as I always say, when John Smoltz is going to take time to discuss something, I want to hear what he has to say. And if he's going to address it in his Hall of Fame speech, well, I think maybe we should all address it and take a look at it. And, um, you know, for me personally, the, the ropetrainer.com is where I think you should go and at least try to learn a little bit about what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing, and what they're hoping to accomplish. Because, you know, for me in the end, as I try to uh, – take all this information that's out there and try to dissect it and, and decide what's right and what's wrong. You know, the one thing that you can't escape is that, you know, injuries happen. Do they happen for silly reasons? I don't know. I think we need to try to eliminate some of those things. And I think the rope trainer is a device that they've developed to try to assist us in taking unnecessary throws from the young player, the older player, the professional player, whatever it may be. And like I said, Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, John Smoltz, they've done a tremendous job of developing a, a, a trainer and training device that I think is second to none. That's the ropetrainer.com, and as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Check it out today. Well, speaking of dissecting information and taking stuff and putting it together, I, I must say, um, you know, I'm I'm frequently in and out of baseball to some degree. Um, I, I've had that I've had that uh, parent hat on um, more heavily the last couple years. I've coached here and there. I'm still working with kids and trying to help and do some things, but not the permanent active role that I had had when, f during my sons when they were younger. Well, it looks like some things are changing, and I'm going to be getting back into it and doing some things and be in a position where I've really got to make some decisions about how things should be done. So I, I find myself, as always, trying to be educated, but now I find myself realizing that it's important for me to continue that education and, and, and push it to another level, as I always challenge everybody to do on here if you're ever going to coach or be in charge of kids in this wonderful game. So I had the opportunity last night to attend one of the ABCA barnstorming clinics, and um, i got to tell you, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I can't, you know, I really can't tell you enough how much I appreciate when guys that are really good at what they do Okay, I take that back. It wasn't a barnstorming. Okay, I've, I've completely screwed this up. It wasn't a barnstorming. It was an ACE Community Baseball Clinic. Okay, so uh, I screwed that up. So it wasn't a barnstorming clinic. I, I messed it up. So anyway, long story short, as I as I look at these things, and, and let's face it, whether it's a barnstorming clinic or an ACE, what they're doing is amazing. Because what they're what they're, they're 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 reaching out. You know, if you can't go to the convention. They have people that they know in, in areas that do it. They do it right. They're passionate about it. They do all these things. And then these guys put together clinics so that you can locally go and have the opportunity to hear from some of the people that are probably somewhat local to you. And I, when I say someone, I mean within hours driving distance. 
and they can impart wisdom on you if you're willing to take it. And, you know, it was everything from drills to approach to, you know, and all the fine parts of baseball. Um, the reason, and number one, I think ABCA is great for doing this. I think if you're at all involved in this and you haven't Googled ABCA to learn more about how you can use it for your advantage, what it's there for. But, you know, our local high school coach, Tim Funkhauser, is very involved. And, you know, he hosted the event here in Edwardsville at the high school. So, obviously, it was really easy for me to go to and dedicate four or five hours of my time. but um, Or four hours, I'm sorry. But so, you know, for me personally, um, hearing these guys talk, and it's a variety of guys, right? It, it, it'll change, obviously, where you're at. But the, the important thing for me is to always be trying to learn and get better. You know, every to a man, every every guy will get up there in front of you and tell you, Look, I don't, I don't have this thing figured out 100%. All we can do is do it this way. I loved the candor of some of the guys. One of the guys is from a junior college, and he just said, look, you know, I don't have anybody looking over my shoulder. I can try a lot of things that other people can't do because in the end, this is what we are. You know, So we're going to push the envelope a little bit, and we're going to push, push it, and we're going to try to do some things. And, and let's face it, our window and, and our player's window is very small. And, and we're trying to, to help them. Yes, we're trying to help help them get to another level. Yes, we're trying to do this. We're also trying to win. Um, these players are here for a variety of reasons. Some of them, you know, this is it. You know, you better change or you better do something or you better do it better. I mean, I thought it was phenomenal listening to these guys talk. Now, again, they all they covered everything from hitting, uh, approach, uh, you know, drills that you can do, reason you do drills, things that are impactful today. Um, you know, watching uh, the the coach from Umsel, you know, talk about hitting and, and his thoughts on it. And, you know, watching – and Coach Funkhauser did infield play, which he's just a really good infield instructor and, and you know, approach and all that kind of stuff was tremendous. Um, the coach from Parkland Community College talked about pitching as he was a pitching coach and now he's the head coach. Um, the local Division One program, SIUE, um, spoke about – um, they had their catch, the guy that handles their catching do the catching portion of the clinic, and it was amazing um, what he talked about. And the one that really struck with me is a former Edwardsville player that is now the head coach at the Division II college. It's nearby McKendry Baseball, which they have good baseball there. Um, it's a you know the it's a, it's a program that's been around for a long time. And Danny Jackson is his name, and he had played for Tim Funkhauser at Edwardsville, so it was kind of a you know coming full circle thing. His uh, his whole speech really had a lot to do with um, developing individuals in a team setting. And he talked a lot about communication and things like that and how you go about doing things. And the tone that he had and something that every one of these guys touched on that I thought was interesting was, um, what kind of relationship do you have with your players? And it takes me back to some something that I think all of you guys have probably seen at one time or another. And that is a, a quote from one coach where, you know, they were talking about the changed kid today. And he said, listen, the kids didn't changed. Parents have changed. Coaches have changed. We've changed. You know, we've changed what we expect from them. We've changed how we react to them. We've changed what's done. We've changed how we do. We've changed, not the kids. And that's probably true. You know, we're the ones that set uh, parameters. We're the one that, that, that judge. We're the ones that have uh, what the penalties are when they step out of line. I mean, all the way we go about how we handle all of this is what makes the kid become the young adult and then the finally an adult. We all play a role in that. Teachers play a role in that. Parents play a role in that. Grandparents, uncles, aunts, um, friends. 
you know, educators of all levels, coaches in different sports. I mean, it, you never know when you're going to have a lasting effect on a kid, and that's why I think it is so important that we do approach this the way that we do. Now, that being said, it made me think about some of the things that they said, you know, and I had to – I really sat in my chair and thought back to every team that I've coached, and I think back to my relationship with every kid on that team. And I'm proud to say that some of the things made me stop back and think about a lot of things that I did that I felt were in line with what they were talking about. The real recognizing, and I think this was one of my strong suits, recognizing the kid that needs a kick in the ass, um, recognizing the kid that needs a hand on the shoulder and, and, and some encouragement, recognizing the kid that needed to be, you know, that you needed to um, give opportunities as soon as they failed. Other kids needed a break. Other kids, you know, that's, for, and I could go on and on and on, and so could you guys, right? So I think we know what we're getting at there. But, but I also realized that, you know, there were things that I probably didn't do very well. And I think we all would say that as we try to get better at what we do. Um, a simple hello. I, he told a story of a – and how many times have you guys heard this, and I'll raise my hand, the coach doesn't like me, or this coach doesn't like me. And sometimes you hear that, or, or you know, because let's face it, I, I coached a lot of the kids that are in high school now, and I hear the things they say, right? They look at me like, oh, it's, it's Coach Cromer, you know, he's cool or whatever. He's not – we're not playing for him now. Coach gets it, man. We like playing for – if some most of it, you know, we like playing for Coach the way he was. You know, he don't like me, or he's this, or he's that. And I'll sit there and go, what do you mean? Well, you know, and I'll be like, I don't I think you're reading that wrong. Well, this guy told a story the other night that a kid walked up to him. He's the head coach. And uh, one of the other coaches, uh, he said, hey, why didn't he like me? And he goes, what do, you, what do you mean, why doesn't he like you? He recruited you to come here. Yeah, but I must have done something he doesn't like me. He goes, what in the, po- what in the world could he have possibly done that you think he doesn't like me? Oh, I mean, I've seen him four times. He hasn't said hello to me one time. In the last week, so I, you know, and I think as a coach, you know, and he, you know, he, you, you look at that stuff and you go, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I might have had my mind on something. I didn't mean to not say hello to you, but it is amazing how people take things and how they react to the things that we do. So something as simple as a hello, something as simple as, hey, I thought you did really well yesterday, even though the results weren't there, or hey, I really appreciate you putting an extra time. I mean, are you doing those things? I think we all do them. I think we all would like to believe we do it. Do you do it all the time? Chances would be no, you don't. Only because, let's face it, you got a million things going on, right? Now, is it something that you need to be more cognizant of? It would, it would sure seem so. You know, I mean, I would, I would certainly, I would certainly look at it and say, hmm, maybe I didn't uh, think about this enough, or maybe my, um, maybe my, maybe my approach from this wasn't, you know, uh, Maybe I didn't take this the right way. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know. Like I said, for me, I look at it and I say, well, um, I'm going to try to do the best I can, I guess, if that makes sense. I I don't know if that plays well with people. Um, I don't know if certain people look at it and say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, give it, give it, uh, the, the brush over. So I'm going to be fake about it, you know, because I have to do it. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. And again, I don't know what the right answers are all the time. I don't have those, but is it genuine? I mean, do you genuinely, I mean, I think most people genuinely care about the kids. I also think I'm not naive to think that there aren't generic situations out there where people don't look at it and go, well, shoot, man. I mean, I can't, 
you know, I got a job and I got other kids and I got, I'm out here coaching and I'm trying to be as nice and as, but, but man, I don't, you know, listen, it takes all kinds, right? I mean, in every situation is different, but you know, I wonder sometimes because I think about my adult life and I think about things and let's face it, communication plays a large role in everything we do. A lot of times when you hear problems, the very first thing you hear is lack of communication was the cause of this issue. So, you know, while it's just funny, you know, and, and I want you to think about this before I kind of move forward. And that is really simple in the fact that you think about things and you think about you think to yourself. Yeah, I'm spent. I mean, I, you know, I went to this clinic and learned from this hitting guy and this pitching guy and this fielding guy. And I got all these great drills. But if you can't go back and communicate the drills properly or the kids or I mean, are you, I guess, uh, cutting off your nose to spite your face is that that term that people use. So it's more than just knowing the drills. It's more than just knowing the game. It's communicating. And that that impactful relationship that you have with your players. So I want to talk a little bit more about it and maybe share a couple examples and things like that here in a minute. Um, before we do, I want to remind you to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. You can subscribe to the show there. You can uh, do your shopping at Amazon. We would greatly appreciate it, especially during this holiday season. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. If you're involved in baseball and follow us, we're going to follow you back. You can hit us up on Facebook as well by typing in Youth Baseball Talk and liking our page. Um, Instagram as well, Youth Baseball Talk. And, of course, as part of lineupmedia.fm, not only a podcast network anywhere, folks. Any, um, bleh, 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 not only a podcast network, folks, but you can now download the Yo! Radio app on your mobile device from the mobile store. It's free. You guys are going to love it. The new version's out. It's tremendous. Um, new stations every day and just a lot of fun, to be quite frank with you. So um, hope you guys enjoy that, uh, as always. Um, you know, again, I mentioned, uh, the rope trainer folks. I want to thank them. Of course, another group, um, that needs no introduction for me. I mean, you guys have been checking them out. You're, you're, you're learning a whole lot about them and their business and, and what makes them tick. And you guys have heard me say numerous times on numerous occasions that precision is a name you can know and trust. Um, you know, remember they, they carry products for hitting and fielding. Um, safety and space issues sometimes will prevent regular hitting practice. They have slug squishies, flux balls that are great for practicing areas where it would be unsafe to use other baseballs. Plus, you can also incorporate those in your training. Uh, talked a lot about some of the balls and weighted balls and things last night at this clinic, um, how important they are to train today's athlete. Um, you, know, you know, being proactive to increase strength and endurance before injuries happen is vital. They have that stuff there, too. They've got the plyo bombs, which were discussed numerous times during the clinic last night. They've got weighted baseballs, something else discussed numerous times last night, V-bands, mini rebounders, wrist weights, all things that are important to the training of today's athlete. So that's precisionimpact.ca. They deliver the equipment and training that you need to win. Uh, let's hear from Dirk Dombrowski with this week's Precision Impact Tip of the Week. Thanks, Jim, and thanks, Youth Baseball Talk. As always, my name is Dirk, and on today's Precision Impact Rundown, I'm joined by a very good friend and a great baseball player, Dan Morrow. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Thanks for having me on, Dirk. Appreciate Absolutely. Um, there's a big reason I wanted to have you on here specifically. Um, as you've probably been able to listen to on a lot of my segments, I'm not just talking about... Um, 
mechanics, but I'm talking a lot about attitude, the mental side of the game. And I've always admired Dan for having his his mental side being top notch, um, as I always refer to it as first class mental approach. And that's something I really thought would be valuable for young kids to hear somebody who's relatively fresh out of school, who's a very successful baseball player, now turned very successful businessman. And that mental edge, I think, if you can agree with me, Dan, is what's given you a really big advantage over just your everyday all-stars, everyday players, that kind of stuff like that. It's it's not the physical side, which no doubt you're, you're a great athlete, but I believe... The mental side is always something I've preached to be the most important part of a baseball's arsenal. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's it's the key to baseball, right? It's the ups and downs of baseball and any sport in general, right? And if you can handle those, and um, for me, that never came easy, right? And I think for a lot of baseball players, especially young baseball players, um, it's one of the sports that you fail the most in, yeah. right? I mean, three out of 10 times at the plate is, is pretty good, right? You're almost a Hall of Famer. For so sure. um, I think that at a young age is something that is learned very quickly. Um, and obviously through the support of coaches um, and, and parents and other players, um, you figure out how the mental side works. But for me, it's something I always worked on. I never stopped working on it. Um, and to be honest, looking back, I wish I did more of it. You know, For sure. Right? What, do you, what would you say? How did you work on it? Like, what what did you do younger that other kids just weren't doing? Um, I think a lot of the mental, I mean, mental comes from putting in extra reps. I think that um, can play a big part in the mental game. Because when you put in the extra reps, you believe that you deserve more than other players. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you hold yourself to a higher standard. But... Um, I just think understanding the game too, right? There was really a point in my career when I got frustrated quite a bit. Um, but as soon as I really understood and, and took a step back and looked back, you know, how far I've come and, and how difficult this game actually is, yeah. um, it made it a lot more, a lot easier for myself to, to take those, those struggles. Um, I always found that the great players find purpose in the most mundane exercises and you know there's always the exceptions at the major league level where you know you'll get kids that say well so and so doesn't hit off a tee and therefore I shouldn't but the reality is is the odds um, the odd state that the the small little drills, the small rep routines and things like that, or what's going to make you a really good ball player? The repetitions like you're talking about. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think for every player, it's different. Yeah. Whether if it is off the tee hitting, or if it's it's front toss or, or BP, whatever it may be, even fielding practice, right? Uh, but I think you have to find out what works for you, for sure. right? And I know when I was playing, there was always the the same tee routine that I did before every game, mm-hmm. um, and started off every practice, right? But then it was still learning other techniques along the way, but um, it's so important to get really, really good at the fundamentals and the little things. Um, because when you, maybe you're struggling, you can always go back to that. Yeah, right? no, I you agree. Can always go back to that. I found it, it's crazy, especially working with some young kids these days. And I know you're still working despite being busy with business. You're still working with a group of kids, which is, which is awesome. It's great to see quality baseball players giving back to the game, but it's, it blows my mind to see young kids, nine years old, 10 years old that are, you know, adjusting their swing based on looks rather than functionality. And Mm -hmm. so that's where it gets me a little bit. Of course, they've got to find their own way, but I find that once you can hit 10 for 10 off a tee to the back of the cage, staying inside the ball, hitting it really square, then you can adjust a little bit. Maybe the tee isn't for you. Maybe you just don't feel like it's giving you a lot of feedback. So then you can find something else. But I always believe that the fundamentals are something you need to master before you can start rewriting the game. And the game Mm -hmm. isn't set in stone. I believe that a lot of guys are coming up through the ranks, doing things a little bit differently, whether it's the kind of pitches they're throwing, their arm slots, or maybe it's their swings or their approaches or or whatever it Mm -hmm. might be. But I believe that the fundamentals, you need to have that quality foundation. Too many of these kids are just overlooking 
the simplest thing in the world, like how to your footwork as an outfielder. I'm still looking at 18 year old kids who don't know how to do an inside move. I'm still looking at shortstops, middle infielders, or just infielders in generals that have pretty poor, poor, uh, pretty poor footwork going through the ball or covering ground. Um, pitchers who just don't know how to control the game from the mound catchers who aren't very vocal, that should be the basics, right? And I think a lot of kids need to remember just how important it is, which is a big reason I wanted to have you on today, which was yep. to talk about how important the fundamentals are to be a master, essentially. Yeah, and I think it all comes back to the education, right? Um, so many times we're just told what to do, and we don't really understand why, yeah. right? And I know, so I'm still involved coaching hitting, and for me, the big thing is the, the young kids that I teach, I want them to really understand why I'm teaching it in a certain way, yeah. right? And how it feels for them, and if it doesn't feel right, okay, then what do we need to adjust? But I think the understanding, and, and you as the baseball player taking ownership um, of this is your career, this is this is what you do, um, and you actually taking the opportunity to understand why your swing works, why it doesn't. Um, and I, for me, I wish I took ownership that earlier, right? As soon as I was kind of just getting out of the game, I, I, I believe I really kind of started to figure it out. Um, and I wish uh, it would have been a couple years sooner, right? Because yeah. who knows what may have happened. Um, but at the end of the day, it was, it was up to me to, you know, just trying to gain more knowledge, right? We always need to be learning no matter what it is in life. Um, and I think not enough baseball players put in that extra work to, mm-hmm. to gain that extra knowledge. So they actually understand why they're doing drills a certain way, um, why they drop step a certain way, why they feel the ground ball a certain way, because everyone is going to do things differently. But if you understand how it's supposed to feel for yourself and the way you want it to feel, um, you're going to achieve some results a lot quicker than had you just gone through the motions. I, I totally agree. And I, I would absolutely probably grab my younger version of myself and shake him pretty violently and tell him a few different things that I, yeah. you know, I'd, do, I'd done wrong. But ultimately, um, we all have to essentially make some choices. But there's always the next generation of kids coming up, which is another thing I wanted to touch on with you. And there's two sides of this that I really want to talk about. You're coaching some kids um, – 13, 14, 15 or so, or yeah, 14, 15. And so much. go even younger than that. Yeah. Right. How, what, 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 you know, what golden ticket would you of advice would you offer them? And if they were to listen to you, what would you really offer them as a piece of advice to change or improve or master in terms of being a general ball player? I know you're a center fielder, but what would you generally change or offer to young kids of any, any position that could improve their game going forward? Yeah, I think at a young age, um, it's important to to encourage and recognize talents and, and, and give them belief. Um, but I think it's important, and one thing we as coaches need to do better is tell them that if they really want it, this isn't going to be an easy process, sure. right? So many people see these big leaguers, um, and they think, man, they're, they're so good, but they don't see what happened over the last 10, 20, 20 years, right? Um, so I think it's just you know, educating on what's actually, what it's actually going to take to get to that next level. Because for me, I mean, I showed up, I showed up early before practice. I stayed late. I did all those things because I thought that's what would, what would get me there. Mm-hmm. It turns out I needed to do more, for sure. right? But I had no idea, right? So for my younger brother, who's 14, um, it's up to me to educate and help him through that process and help younger players in general, right? Just of, if you want these certain ex- results and expectations, what it's going to take to get there. Do you right? think it would scare kids from playing the game if they really knew what it would take to accomplish their goals? 
I think, yes, it would, um, but for the right people, it wouldn't, Yeah. right? Um, Which is why 6% of high school baseball players play college baseball. Exactly. 6% is not very many. No, it's not, right? But the right ones that, that want it bad enough, that, that love the team environment, being around great people, um, you know, want to win, I think them hearing that is going to improve them so much. Um, not that it's to discourage those to not play the game, um, but it's it's either going to really help them or it's going to make them stay, take a step back and think about what they want. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I wish I could do differently, but all I can really control is going forward what I can do and what I can mm-hmm. contribute to the game. Um, I really want to thank you for having me on today. I, I We could talk about this forever, yeah. um, but I am glad you had a couple of cents you could input on today's segment. Um, if you haven't already checked out Precision Impact's website, please do precisionimpact.ca. Find us on Instagram, precisionimpact.ca. Look us up on YouTube and Facebook. Just go to the search bar, type in Precision Impact, and you'll find us there. Thanks so much for being on here, Dan, today. Hey, Pers- thanks, Dirk. I appreciate it, and I love what you're doing. Absolutely, and thanks, Youth Baseball Talk, for everything you guys are doing. Great stuff, as always, from my man, Dirk Dombrowski. I appreciate everything he does with his contributions to the show. And as always, I truly, truly, truly appreciate everything that they do at Precision Impact for Youth Baseball Talk. They deliver the equipment and training you need to win right to your doorstep at a price you can afford. Join their VIP club now for insider training and special discounts. Speaking of special discounts, type in Youth Baseball Talk when you're checking out in the coupon or discount area and you'll receive an additional 10% on your order from Precision Impact. Well, guys, um, you know, as I, you know, this this is an ever-changing thing for me when I look at um, at this topic, and it, it it's amazing how I sit there, and most of you guys have probably done the same thing as you sit at clinics and they talk about things, and you really start um, you really start looking at all the different ways that you may or may not have impacted some people when it comes to the game of baseball. How important is communication? Um, I would say it's right up there with everything. I don't know how I don't know how you um, Look at coaching, dealing with parents, dealing with kids at any level. Um, start getting into the other levels, and you start talking about recruiting kids and trying to convince them that you're a good option and things like that. I don't know how anybody could overlook how important communication is, but I think we do it all the time because you know, it's a game that we typically look at, a competitive game, wins, losses, things like that. Um, what if I told you that communication had as much to do with whether you win or lose as whether or not you show a kid how to pitch correctly or how to hit correctly? If I told you that, would you would you work on communication? If I told you that communicating was just as important as speed, and would you spend a little bit better more time worrying about communicating than working on base running? Now, how you go about doing that is really always going to be, I guess for lack of a better description, it's always going to be personal, right? Like I think... You know, I really do. I think you can look at a lot of things, you know, across the board and say, well, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. The the common theme for me, to be honest with you guys, last night was the way some of the things that people had asked them about, and they were questions that, you know, you may or may not have, like, followed along with and thought, man, it, something doesn't, you know, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I was doing they, you know, the good coaches seem to incorporate some of these underlying things that they know they need to do into their daily routines. So it isn't like, hey, we're going to sit down and talk about how we can communicate, you know, or, or we're going to talk about how we can, you know, work with people and help them get better, all that kind of stuff. They basically do things to incorporate it and to help them get better. So personally, I thought it was interesting to hear the way they talked about it and how they went about doing it because, you know, if you're, you know, for me, and just being honest, I look at it and say, you know, what what could I do 
that would make it better. Well, I mean, obviously communication, like I said, is a, is a word that I think a lot of people would think is an easy word, but I don't know how easy it is to do It's It's not in everybody's forte, right? Like some people truly, truly struggle with communication, which is fine, right? Like not everybody's a great communicator. Now, do you care enough though to want to get better at it? Do you, you know, is it something that you truly, truly, truly believe that you can get better at? Well, I, you know, I would think so. Um, but again, as the reason I bring it up is because as we, t- as we discussed, and I want everybody to really, really think about this, okay? I, I can't, I, I just, for the life of me, I can't understand how a simple, hey, how you doing? Or uh, finding the positive in something, I don't understand why that's so tough, if that makes sense. I don't know where we lost it that that was going to be such a, a struggle to do those things. So, you know, for me, as I look at it and I say, okay, all right, as, uh, I'm going to try to to be better at this. It, it's not like it's rocket science, you know. Now, as a coach, do you have to do you have to take the time to be m- like mentally aware? of your player that might be struggling and how important it might be to build him up. Well, isn't that part of coaching? Be like, man, I don't have time. For that. What do you mean you don't have time for that? Isn't that part of the deal? I mean, just being honest and, and kind of throwing it out there. But, you know, so for me, again, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why some things are harder than others. I guess people would say, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand what would be the holdup, so to speak for people. Um, as far as like trying to incorporate more communicating, building up. Now, it's it's funny to talk about building up and and confidence and things like that. Now, <laughs> let's make no mistake about this. Communication is an interesting thing, right? Like number one, I, I'll say this: it's a two way street, right? So it's really hard to communicate with people that don't want to communicate with you, and that's a challenge in all walks of life. So for the kid, as we talk about trying to build better. You know, if it's a, if it's a, if it's boys baseball, you know, we talk about building better, better adults, you know, better husbands, better brothers, better sons, better uncles, better, you know, just all around. Right. Um, I mean, if you can help a kid be a better communicator, is that not important? I would think it is. Right. Um, but you know, maybe it's, it's like, well, you know, Jim, now you're telling me I got to do this, man. I can't even do that very well. Well, I mean, I. Okay, but you, you, you want to take on this role. Well, you know what? Now you bring that up. Well, guess what? I really didn't want to do this. I did it because nobody else wanted to do it. Well, you know, here's your opportunity maybe to get better at something. And listen, I know it's not a perfect world, and some people are going to be like, listen, i got to be honest with you, Jimbo. I get what you're saying, but I'm out. You know, I've done enough. And, hey, I, you can say that. You know, you can say that. i got no issue, I guess, with that if that's truly where you're at. But, man. I can't help but think that, you know, there, there's there's a little more to it than that. And I think we all could probably do a little better. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to, you know, you got to go out there and you got to, you know, you got to, you know, do something that's completely off the grid or whatever. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying any of that. But, gosh, just think that word, communication, why sometimes some people are so scared of it. The two-way street thing that I brought up is real absolutely real it's really really hard to communicate with a kid that doesn't want to communicate with you so let me tell you i i i but but hey 
I, I say this, and here's my answer, and this is kind of where I'll leave it as far as the challenge for you guys today. So let me ask you a question. If, if a kid was really struggling hitting, and I get it all the time, hey, I got that, 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 what would you do? What would you do? If a kid was really struggling hitting, what would you do? Well, you, I, it, now, again, we could be back into a situation. I'm not naive enough not to think there's some people out there going, look, man, I'm just doing the best I can. I, I don't even have time to do that. And that's fine. Whatever. I'm talking about guys that supposedly, quote, unquote, and let's face it, that's who I'm really talking about here, the guys that are taking this serious enough to even be listening to this, right? Well, what would you do? You'd research. You'd contact people. Chances are maybe you've done tons of clinics. Maybe you're a good hitting instructor. Maybe, but what would you do? If he was a poor hitter, you'd work with him. You'd try to help him become a better hitter. Why? Because you're under the impression that hitting is part of playing baseball, and it helps your team, it helps the kid, and it helps you win, right? I agree. Same thing with pitching, right? I can't throw a strike. Well, we got to figure it out. Can't field a ground ball. we got to figure out doesn't throw, doesn't move, doesn't run. Figure all of it out, right? Well, I'm telling you, we're learning more and more and more that communication, attitude, things like that, how important they are. Well, why not spend a little time on that too? And for the faction of people that are sitting here and going to go, these kids today, good luck, Jimbo. Good luck. Well, again, I say to you, build a build. Let's don't just brush it off. Build a better environment. This is your chance. This is your chance. <laughs> Excuse me, folks. This is your chance. This is your one chance to build your environment that you want to have, right? I, you know, I look back on coaching both those teams, and, man, I, I do look back and realize I put a lot of hours in it. You know why? Because it was, it, I mean, it was, I was part of something that I was the lead on that meant something to me. I look back at all the things I did, not even realizing what I was doing at the time, but I was building a culture. I was, I was building an environment that you know, 10, 12, 13, whatever, by the time you add in a few kids here and there, let's say 15 families over the course of seven years trusted me enough to put their kids in, in my environment that I created and then was supported by, by, by the kids' willingness to do what myself and the other coaches asked them to do. The parents, same thing, right? The two-way street, the respectability, the 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 talking, the communication, the expectations, the um, you know the justification for the things we did. All those things go into developing a culture, right? Did I perfectly communicate with every kid? Absolutely not. Did I make mistakes? Absolutely. Did I intentionally do them? No. That doesn't really change the fact that they happened, and it won't change it because now I can't go back and do anything about it. But realizing it now, if I do start doing other things i would like to believe that i'll be better now for the mistakes i made later and at the end of the day if you make mistakes which we all are going to do um you just i mean what what is that thing like you're going to make mistakes let's just hope they're not big ones well you know we all make mistakes and and to those people that say well we're just coaching baseball here jim yeah you're right it is we're, we're coaching baseball but it's important. It's and in, in never underestimate how important it is to somebody else just because it may not be that important to you. So that's number one. Number two, it is an opportunity to help. It's an opportunity. I don't. I, I always say I think we underestimate the 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 um, influence that a coach has on a kid. I really th of all the things and all of this, I think it's the number one thing. We undervalue 
that relationship. I don't think anybody understands how influential a coach is to a kid. You're not mom. You're not dad. You're coach. So um, it's important. Don't underestimate it. Take it serious. Remember what you're building here. Remember what you're doing. Take into the account the kid. And it goes without saying that they're not all the same. You know, that that was the thing that went with it. And that's the inherent thing in this that I feel like I don't have to say, but maybe you do have to say it sometimes. You can't get all 12 kids together and give them this speech and, and say we're and, and just think it all just goes in the, the one ear and stays in the brain and doesn't come out the other side for all kids. Number one, as we talk about with baseball, it's not just physically and mentally. I mean, it's emotionally. They, they all develop at different. It's not they all develop at different rates. So, you know, you look at big kids when they're smaller, you look at more athletic kids, you look at kids that are more mature because they're like, they all, everything they do is that is like you put five kids in a row, they're all five probably different. Now, the truth is when you look at your team, you probably look at it and go, okay, I can, these three kids really, like if I tell them something, they get it right away. These four or five, uh, depends on where they're at today. These two is a struggle. I'm not sure they want to be, I mean, everybody has their, their challenges with their team, right? But I promise you, whether it's the kid that's the best player, the most mature player, the smartest player, the best player, whatever you want to go, whatever term you want to use, then go to the complete opposite for the the 10th or 12th kid on the team, right? And both of them would benefit from more communication, more relationship-oriented things with your team. And if you really care enough about doing it, I would think it would be important to you. And that's just something that I just want to say. We talk about pitching. We talk about hitting. We talk about catching. We talk about doing all these things. Well, don't forget how important communicating and relationship building is with your team. Okay, and that's just kind of where I'm at today. So I just thought it was a common theme. I thought the ABCA uh, Ace Clinic was tremendous. I want to thank Coach Von Kauser for putting it on. I got, you know, like I said, I had the opportunity to listen to guys from UMSL, um, uh, Parkland Community College, uh, SIUE, uh, the Division One program here locally, and, of course, Coach Von Kauser from Edwardsville, who always does a great job as well. Um, all right, going to take it over to my good friend, um, Justin Stone. Uh, you guys hear him on here. Um, I've been so blessed to have him be a part of this show for quite some time. Um, it was great. I sent him a t- – I was communicating with him over the weekend, and he's uh, doing a little something for me um, for a friend. Uh, you know, he had volunteered to help a friend out with some recruiting stuff. And um, I said, okay, well, just let me know. And he said, well, I'll get to it. He said, I'm heading to uh, – Vegas for the winter meetings, you know, because he is now Justin Stone, as we all know, also works for the Chicago Cubs. And um, he's like, yeah, my, you know, I got so much equipment load. I mean, it's amazing how deep this goes. Think about what he does. You know, he, he's minor league. You know, he's a hitting coordinator, um, and he's you know using data for all the whole the whole thing. You know what I mean? So these guys are amazing. The stuff that they're doing, and it is amazing, and I love it. And I'm just glad he's a part of the show. So. Let's hear what he has for us. Uh, take it away, fellas. EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. In a recent member's blog, I talked about a check swing progression that we can also do to help align the barrel to the proper pitch height. And we do that through posture. But what I find is there are some players that misalign the barrel to the ball underneath the ball consistently. Now, in their brain, they think they're aligning correctly, and it's usually the pitch up in the zone that they'll tilt underneath and try to get back to. When we do this, we are late, or the best case scenario is I'm going to foul it back or pop it straight up in the air. And that's why you see that the the high strike, four-seam fastball, 95 and above, is so popular at the big league level. 
is because on a pitch that's down in the zone, I can miss a line posture above it and still get down to it in the turn. But the ball up in the zone, especially one with velocity, if I miss a line posture underneath it, I have no chance to readjust and get back up to it. Well, here's where I'm going with this. I have players that consistently miss a line underneath, and what do you think it is that I tell them? I tell them to swing down on the ball. I tell them to hit a line drive at my shins. Now, if you think, oh, wow, Justin, I can't believe you're going old school and going 30 years back and saying, swing down on a ball, hit a ground ball. That's against everything we're doing in popular baseball today. And I think I take it from our own organization. Joe Madden said this. Remember, before Joe Madden was a manager, he was a hitting coordinator in Anaheim. And he says, every big league hitter has a unique thought that gets them to do what they need to do in the swing. Think about that for a second. Every big league hitter has a unique thought that gets them to do what they need to do to produce an effective swing. So if I'm a player that constantly misaligns posture under the ball, for the ball at the top of the zone, I have to think I'm getting on top of that. Are they really doing that? Probably not. They're probably going to hit a line drive over my head or over the center fielder's head. But they have to think I'm hitting that ball down at the shins of the pitcher to get the line drive to go over the center fielder's head. So when I say this, you might hear me do two lessons back to back and teach hitters in their cues completely differently. And if you just were a, a, a stander by and watched one of my lessons, you might hear me telling a kid to swing down at my shins for 30 straight minutes. And then you go back and say, I thought this Justin Stone guy was supposed to know what he was talking about the swing. He's teaching stuff from 1972. But it's what I have to trick the player's brain into doing to get them to do what I need them to do. Say whatever you have to say. If it means telling the player that he thinks he needs to stand on his head in the batter's box to get him to produce an effective swing that allows him to launch the ball over the center fielder or left fielder's head, then that's fine, right? So don't get so caught up in semantics of saying everything that I say has to be Twitter-worthy or it has to go in a textbook and be in perfect form. It's just getting the player to react the way you need them to do. And you have to say anything that you can to get them to do that. And a lot of this goes to trial and error. You have to find what sticks in the player's brain, and that's going to be unique to them. Every player is going to react differently to the way they process terminology, the way they process cues, and the way they process feel. So that's where it goes to the experience level of the coach to get them to react in the way we want them to react. So until next time, and this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and we'll see you on the field. Great stuff as always, and again, um, uh, you know, just such a valuable tool. If you guys aren't using it, EliteBaseball.tv, best $99 you guys will ever spend. Um, and it, it just tremendous, and good luck to Justin as he's out at the winter meetings. Uh, another gentleman that I've had the opportunity to chat with a little more lately, he's got a lot of big things coming up. Um, you guys are enjoying him on the show. You're enjoying his content. You're, you love his passion. And that's my friend and yours, Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation, as he brings you every week the Rope Report, brought to you by theropetrainer.com. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Let's hear what he has for us today. Hey, Dirtbags, Kurt McNabb. Good to be back with you again for this week's Rope Report. Uh, thanks, Jim. Great show today. All right, guys, uh, we've been talking about uh, the last few weeks about uh, coaches' communication with, with players, parents, etc. how to, how not to, different things like that, trying to give you some advice on that type of stuff, uh, things that we use here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation uh, that we've uh, felt uh, and found that to uh, be uh, quite successful over the years. So um, this week, though, I want to get back into actually talking about the pitching and, and uh, a foundation that we use here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and, and that's the ACE. Ace Pitching Foundation, and, and you know, so 
what we do a lot of it's it's about feel 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 for us um obviously the ultimate objective of pitching is location 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 and and so but the thing that gets uh, missed quite often when we're we're trying to develop pitchers and uh throwers in general is is that we get too hands-on with them way too hands-on and and we're in their face all the time and we're not allowing them the time to be able to mentally feel and physically feel what's going on with their body and what has to go on right and wrong in order to have some success okay so what we try to do is we try to break it down into uh five sessions and uh and and obviously as you know me by now this is an ongoing journey that that can never finish uh it just if you really want to try to reach your maximum goal to be able to think that you can go into a, a facility or, or a training company or whatever, um, or even as a coach of, of that season and stuff like that and get it all done in one season, it's, it's unrealistic. And we know that, but what ends up happening is we try to force it upon them. And, and I hate to say it like that, but shove it down their throat and, and force them to become that pitcher that we envision a pitcher to be. And it, it comes in different shapes, comes in different sizes, it comes in different lengths of time in order to develop it. So what we try to do is we try to break down our first five sessions and, and break them down with a, a self-motivation and self-awareness to create self-confidence. And we talk about that in session one. And and what you what I'm talking about is that getting them to understand first and foremost that every single pitch or throw has to start in their mind first. You know, you need to understand and completely respect the importance of having the right mindset in order to be emotionally and physically in control before and after every pitch. All right? So what you have to understand is pitching is a mental and emotional and physical information and feedback loop that goes over and over and over and over again. So as you're hearing me talk about that, I hope it's starting to make sense that, wow, this is a journey. It's not a sprint. And this is, I have to allow that player or myself to be able to learn how to feel what I'm doing. All right. The mindset of an ace pitcher has to be, they get, they get hitters out. All right. The reality is that all coaches and teammates care about at the amateur level is getting hitters out. And obviously at the pro level, all your general managers and managers care about is getting them out. Because if you can't get them out, they either have to release you or let you go or they lose their job. All right. So we got to take into things like pregame preparation. All right. Pre-pitch preparation. The mindset for pitching. All right. Exactly where I want. Okay. And then a post-pitch. And then it's a loop again. It starts over. And it starts over. And it starts over. Okay? It's that pre-game prep, pre-pitch preparation, the mindset during the pitch, and the post-pitch. All right? Then in week two, we start to understand and explain to pitchers what the self-awareness is and why it is important. Okay? All right? Again, It's a mental, emotional, and physical information and feedback loop. All right? As a pitcher, you have to learn to use your mind to collect and store data. Coaches and parents, this is important to you. All right? You have to collect the data. We collect data on our players all the time before we start making adjustments because maybe sometimes we just don't even need to. Okay? Then I have to use my eyes to focus on my intended target. We like to call it the dime here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. All right. Then I have to use my ears to hear the information being given to me. Then I learn to use my breathing to allow my body to act and react normally. All right. Then 
I learned to use my body properly, feel it. So I learned to trust, trust what I feel. And this takes time and feedback and feedback and feedback over and over. All right. Pitching has to be about trusting and attacking the hitter while disrupting his timing. Okay. And seven, and most importantly, or just as importantly, is the mental imagery and visualization has to happen daily. This has to be a daily routine. It doesn't take long, but you could do it in a variety of things in your day-to-day life. It doesn't have to be just baseball. But when you learn to think and, and act this way, physically and mentally, everything falls into line very, very productively, okay? Then, once I've learned to connect my breathing my mind, my emotions and body properly, I'm going to become an ace pitcher. And we talk about that all the time. Always be an ace pitcher. Don't settle for being a pitcher. Think, act, conduct business as an ace pitcher. That's what you should want to be. Then we get into session three. That's when we start to do the physical components of it and we build from the ground up. Okay? We build from the ground up and we remind our players that the broken link, all right, is always when you can't throw strikes consistently, it's always going to be because of your base, your feet, your legs, and hips, not reacting and doing the proper things. All right? It's where your stride foot is landing dictates exactly what your lower half is doing, whether you're loading properly, whether you're using them efficiently and the way they're meant to be used in order to be an ace-type pitcher. Okay? And then when we hold the ball, it's the middle finger that's the last thing, finger to touch the ball, so it has to be released to and through the dime. All right? Now, what we like to do is we always like to start from the stretch position and build my rhythm, or sorry, build your rhythm and tempo in order to be in complete control. So when you get to the full windup, you know your brain already fires when you get back to that stretch position, that pitching power position. You're right there. You know where you want to be. It feels right, and it's an automatic. Because trust me, if it's not, your brain knows whether you're going too slow, you're too fast, your rhythm is in control or out of control. And this is vital. Vital. Okay? Then in session four, that's when we finally get into the physical upper half. And this is a problem where a lot of people start there because they see the act of throwing a baseball with the hand. So they think it's all the arm and the upper half. No, it's the last thing. All right. Because the arm is attached to the body. The body is a one, but your upper body follows your lower half. Your upper body follows your lower half. So the arm, think of it, the arm going along for the ride. All right. It's attached. It's going along for the ride. So when you learn to repeat the lower half properly, the upper half will learn to follow, fire, everything that's incorporated properly, all right? But if it's out of sync in your lower half, your upper half is going to pay the price because it's going to be out of sync, and that's where stress gets added to it, all right? When you're doing the lower half properly, there's no stress on the upper half, all right? It leads. And you want to remember that all your pitches are based off your fastball motion, all right? get into that more, you want to find out more about that, feel free, reach out to me on Instagram at Dirtbag Baseball Nation or on Facebook at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. All right, contact me. You can reach out to me at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. I mean, I'm happy to talk all day, every day, as you all know, and explain more details about that. All right, so we get you going in the right direction. And then once you've got those, 
then we start to review or we start to create the feedback loop of the mind, the emotions, and the physical, all right, with the incorporation of calm, controlled breathing, all right? That's what I wanted to talk to you about this week. It's just getting that ACE mindset, that ACE body work, and getting it going and starting to think that way. So if I've got you thinking that way, like I just said, reach out to me and I can explain it in more details, okay? And I'm happy to do that for you because I want everybody that we are involved with to be an ACE-like pitcher and understand what it takes, how to get there, so when they do, wow. What a fun, fun, fun game this is to play all day, every day, okay? Obviously, we go ahead and we use some affiliates. Obviously, we're using the rope trainer for our upper half, okay? It is your throwing buddy, your best throwing buddy. You've heard me say it before. I say it all the time. It really is. You'll see me doing posts on Instagram. If you follow us with the rope trainer, you'll see me. It's just a part of our routine because we get the reps in. We get it controlled, but you also see in my posts that I'm not physically in there with a lot of my pitchers. I'm letting the pitchers learn to feel it on their own. Go ahead, make mistakes, do it right, do it wrong, but feel it on their own. Okay? Feel, feel, feel. Let them breathe and let them learn on their own as well. You don't have to be in their face taking the breath out of their mouth all the time. It just doesn't work that way because then they get programmed that if the coach isn't saying something to me or the trainer's not saying something to me, oh, I guess I just don't do it. No, it's your, they have to understand it's your pitching career. We're here to help you. All right. That's all I have for this week, folks. All right. Dirtbags, you know what it is. You know the expectations of being part of the nation. So let's get out there. Let's get out there right now and start getting up getting after it, and getting dirty. Great stuff as always. And again, I enjoy hearing what Kirk has to say each and every week. I know you guys do as well. And uh, his rope report, as I mentioned, brought to you by theropetrainer.com. And of course, all of our friends at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank, uh, again, our partners, uh, theropetrainer.com. Make sure you check it out. Wonderful training aid that John Smoltz is willing to associate his name with. I think maybe you should take a look. Theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Check it out today. Uh, Our friends at PrecisionImpact.ca, I can't say enough about them and their quality merchandise at at reasonable prices. Um, You know, this stuff can get a little hairy sometimes if you're, you know, if you're all in. And uh, they do a great job of having some of the best products at a reasonable price. That's PrecisionImpact.ca. Don't forget, Youth Baseball Talk is your coupon code and discount column. You guys will receive 10% off of your order. And, of course, um, you know, my good friend Justin Stone, EliteBaseball.tv, the wonderful training aid that you guys can use their website with all the drills, all the communication, all the things that you need to become an elite baseball player, elitebaseball.tv. All right, guys, don't forget youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. If you follow us and you're involved in baseball, we are going to follow you back. Again, one last time, Facebook, big push for us, Youth Baseball Talk. Like our page. Click invite your friends. Uh, Youth Baseball Talk on Instagram is great as well. And special thanks, as always, to my Producers Brian Crock and Andrew Allen for all they do behind the scenes. One last time, you can find us as part of lineupmedia.fm, home of Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform. Download it today. It's free on your mobile device. You're going to love it. I'll see you guys on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. 
Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at podcastbaseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.